Hey family, this is Pastor Earl. Um, happy to be back. It's been a while. You know, I've been gone for a little bit because um, I haven't made a podcast because uh, I've been teaching on Wednesday nights and we just finished with uh, a series in August about uh, I have the Holy Spirit, now what? And we basically talked about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and what to do after we receive the um, baptism of the Holy Spirit. So uh, I was doing that, and then I also had a wonderful opportunity and was blessed by God to preach at our Spanish church, and um, that was sensational, and praise God, give God all the glory for, for that. And it is that message that I preached at, at the Spanish church uh, is what I'm going to start uh, sharing a series on with you tonight. So um, let's break out our Bibles. We're going to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. We're going to be looking at something called rest. You know, God commands us to to rest. And when we look at rest, it, it can mean many different things to a lot of different people. But there is something that it means to God that we need to understand his definition so we can do it. So Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1. It says, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. Verse 2, For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Now we're going to go to verse 9, okay? And verse 9 says, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Verse 10, For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. And finally, 11, Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. All right, so this is a wonderful piece of scripture that lets us know that there is a rest that we can have and achieve beyond the rest we have now in Christ Jesus. So we have a rest in Christ, and, and this is what this means. We, we all have this rest that we have in Christ, like, yay, I'm saved, you know. Jesus is my Savior. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And, you know, we, we quote a lot of scripture and we believe that scripture. And um, yet we don't live in God's rest. We're resting in the fact that we're saved, but we're not even with those scriptures living in God's rest. And that's what this um, four or five scriptures that I just read to you is talking about. The example that's given here is about Israel. When you read in between the scriptures that we had you know, skipped over uh, for the sake of time, but Israel received the promise. Remember, they made it to the promised land. And yet God said that they did not enter into his rest. And then verse 9 tells us that there remaineth yet a rest to the people of God, something that we have not achieved yet. So what is the rest he's talking about? So I was looking at this and and going through it all, and I was saying to myself, what rest is he talking about? And here's the thing. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 2 
that on the seventh day, God rested. Rested from what? Was God tired after he created the universe and and the earth and all the planets and uh, the vast universe beyond ours, beyond the Milky Way? Was God exhausted? And and that's why he rested. And the answer is no. The word rest that is given in uh, Genesis, the original translation means God was complete. Everything that God had created was now going to be self-sustaining and work on its own to reproduce. So God doesn't have to get up every day and command the sun to shine, right? And then if he forgets, we, we have an entire day of darkness, right? That's not the God we serve. Everything he creates is complete. And he has put the creative power within that so that it can continue to do what it needs to do. So the sun uh, comes up every day, right? The earth rotates by itself without God having to say it every morning, every day. Uh, animals reproduce, humans reproduce all the time without God having to command it, you know, because that's the way he created it. So he rested in the achievement of a perfect and complete work. So when the word of God is saying we need to rest, we need to rest in the achievement of a God who is working in us in a complete and perfect work. So that means now, after God has answered our prayers and even beforehand, we have to know that God is always on our side and we can rest in him because everything he does is complete. Whether the prayer is what we asked for or not, it is complete. And so he goes on to tell us here in verse 11, let us labor, therefore, to enter into the rest. Why labor? Because it's work to keep that mindset, right? It is work to be in the mindset that everything is for my good when it doesn't feel like it's for your good at that time you're going through it. And we have to get to the place where we have to stop scheming and stop making our own way. We ask God for something. God takes us down the pathway to give it to us. The path gets too hard. And then we start making our own plans to get to the end. And then that's when the troubles come. It's when we start making our own plans. When, when discomfort comes, we have a natural sense to fix things so they're comfortable again. And here's the deal. They're uncomfortable because they're supposed to be. It's in that that we grow. We grow in the need of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ supporting us and us calling on him and growing in those moments. If everything was easy, there'd be no reason for faith, no reason to trust him. So that brings us to the second half of uh, verse 11 here. It says, uh, lest any man, right? So we're laboring to, to enter into his rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Why is that the example? Because Israel, as, as often as they were blessed by God, always fell into unbelief that God wasn't for them anymore. They were surrounded by their enemies. And look, unbelief is a trick of the enemy. Unbelief robs you of your miracle and it robs you of your destiny. And if you're not careful, it can rob you in your relationship with God because through unbelief, you get out of the presence of God because you don't believe him and you don't trust him anymore. And another word that can be used for unbelief is fear. Because if we are not believing 
that God is on our side. If we have fallen after the example of unbelief, we're actually in fear. We're afraid that if we don't do something, it ain't going to get done, right? So that's fear. If I don't take care of it, nothing gets done unless I put my hand on it because I can't trust God. That's what we're saying. We're living in fear. And 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, I believe, lets us know that perfect love casts out all fear. So it is through God's perfect love that fear is taken care of. So let's look at that. So if perfect love casts out all fear, what love are we talking about? The love of God. We have to know as Christians that God loves us. And I don't just mean by us saying that. I mean that God loves me enough to take care of me in every situation I shall ever face. Whether I have the answer right now or not, I need to know that God has the answer. God is not withholding the answer from me either. He has me on this path so that I can meet the answer right at my time of need, right on time. But if I get into that time of need and don't feel like God is for me and that his answer isn't going to come on time, what happens is I create my own answer to the problem. Just like uh, Abraham did. Abraham and Sarah were promised the promised child of, of Isaac and the child didn't come yet. So they made their own way. And when they made their own way, it's caused problems that they still have to this day. So here's our challenge. We need to learn to love God and know that God loves us to the point to where he is not putting us in danger to destroy us, to hurt us, but always for our good. And it's not that he put us there. It's that he's pulling us through. In this world, you shall have tribulation is what he told us. But that doesn't mean he said he would leave us alone. He is there to pull us through. So if we can remember that and if we can truly learn to trust and love in God, to be made perfect in love, that he is always for us no matter what, then we can crush our fear because fear can't stand if I know that the God in the universe is always with me all the time and he's for me and he's already won the battle for me, right? Praise God. That's all the time we got today. Glad to be back. Um, I love spending time with y'all on this podcast. So always you got questions, hit me up, uh, email me, shoot me a text. This is Pastor Earl. Love you. And I will see you on Sunday for the beginning of this awesome revival in September. God bless.